Good morning. It's a vibe. Welcome to the High Vibes Podcast. Oh man, I wanted to talk to you guys about um, my latest session. Actually, it just ended. I wanted to speak on it a little bit just because the um, person I was speaking with, he was having a hard time last week um, saying that he felt like he was being a bad kid and he doesn't like being a bad kid. Okay, so one of my clients, he's a teenager, 16. And I wanted to, of course, I go through my questioning, you know, like, what makes you bad? Well, he said, like, I don't like doing bad things. I don't like disappointing my mom. But essentially, backstory on it, he snuck out with his little brother and he got caught. And mom is very smart about it because, of course, if you're a millennial parent, there's things that your kids are doing that you're looking at like, I did that and I did that way better than you. So essentially, I was telling my client, well, here's the one mistake that you did make, my man, is that you started playing these games, like sneaking out with your mom, but you come to find out you're the player and she's the coach. Like your mom's been there, done that, and she's actually good at these things. But what we spoke about though, is just going back to the whole, I don't like being a bad kid. So I said, okay, so you felt like you did a bad thing, which is he snuck out of his house with his little brother. So I said, okay, well, tell me about it. What happened? He said, well, it was like late. My mom already slept. My little brother asked me if I could take him and meet up with these girls because they have a crush on him, right? They, plural. So he wanted to be just a cool big brother being that he got his license like earlier this year he wanted to take his little brother there so i could definitely understand that i definitely get that so i said okay cool so i said now not being in the authoritative you know stance i asked well well i said that's actually pretty cool man you're just being good big brother like would you rather have your little brother sneak out on his own and then you know, maybe get picked up by somewhere, someone else or ride his bike to these girls' house late at night, you know? So in a way, whether the actions were bad, he did a good thing, right? Of course, in Big Brother's eyes. So I explained that. I said, separate what you do from who you are because the fact that you feel guilty about this and the fact that you felt like you were being a bad kid speaks volumes to the type of heart that you have which you have a good heart because people who are not empathetic to that to what their mom is feeling wouldn't be crying and wouldn't be disappointed in themselves so you have a standard and you fell below it but then i also asked what did you learn you said not to sneak out then I said, well, I'm pretty sure you already knew that sneaking out is not a good idea, that it wasn't allowed. So what did you learn? So he was quiet for a little bit. He said he's not going to do it again. So, okay, you learned that not to do it again. But 
I essentially said this, or I asked this. I said, if your mom was up during that time and you asked to take your little brother out, would she have said yes? He said, probably. Okay. Now, did you come back at the end of the night or did your mom have to call you back in? He came back at the end of the night. So I said, well, here's the thing. Your mom actually knew that you snuck out. She knew. She heard you guys. But she let it happen anyways. And then when you came back, you then dealt with the consequences. She said, yeah. But it prolonged you to deal with the consequences because you didn't even want to contact me or reply to me or call me back. He said, yeah. So what else did you learn? He said, to face on the consequences. I said, perfect. Absolutely. If you go, every action has the opposite reaction, right? Everything has consequences, good or bad. You prolonged it. You didn't want to get back to me because maybe you thought I was going to come down on you. But I had to remind him of my job. I said, my job is never to come down on you or question you or make you feel lesser than or make you feel like you're in trouble. That is not my job. My job, in the simplest terms, is to bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. My job is to constantly ask you your goals and help you come up come up with steps to follow that through to fruition. So that is my job. My job is to relate to you and remind you that everything is experience. And as long as you're learning from it, you're not failing because you're failing forward. You're learning. So if you learn from this, I said, yes. Are you going to do it again? No. Okay, then. So do you still feel like you're a bad kid? He said, yes. I was like, okay. So I had to tell them, tell him to, like I said, separate what he does from who he is. Because who he is, is a good hearted person that was, that was relatable in a sense of he was calm. He wasn't angry. He took, he took it all in. He took it all in. I said, if you were being told by your mom and then you had a smirk on your face and then next week you do it again, then yeah, maybe you are a bad kid because you're you're now making a decision to do bad things against your mom's rules. That is the difference. So which got me to thinking there are so many kids who feel this way that when they do a bad thing, they feel like they're a bad person. When they feel like they're a bad person, they're not usually doing the same things anymore. Yeah, they're not doing what what they got themselves in trouble for, but they're also just not doing the normal day-to-day things anymore because they essentially end up putting themselves in a box. And when they put themselves in a box, they become limited. They they're now almost like acting out of approval like okay is this okay is this still okay and i believe if we just communicate a little better and telling children kids teenagers whatever explaining them why not to do it rather than telling telling them not to do it makes all the difference in the world because what i really found impressive about my client and his mom was when his mom 
told me about this in the morning, saying he snuck out last night. He doesn't think I knew. It spoke to me the trust she still had within him. That although he did sneak out, she still trusted him not to do anything stupid. Because that's what I asked. I said, why? Did you guys do any uh, burglarizing? Did you guys do any armed robberies? Did you guys steal somewhere? Did you go drag racing? Do anything? He's like, no. I just took him to the house and then I was just in the car. And then they talked. I was like, okay. See, that's the difference. It's the fact that you didn't do a bad thing. You went out, you sat, and you came back. But your mom understood. That's why she didn't call you back the same night. She waited until the morning. So even then, when you were doing something that she disapproved on, she still trusted you enough not to do something stupid. That speaks volumes to the trust your mom still has for you. Then I asked him, how did you rectify the situation? Are you and mom good now? He said, we are. I said, okay, cool. What did you do? He said, I started doing the chores before she even asked and started doing things before she asked. So I said, oh, so you just started doing things around the house without her asking? He said, yes. I was like, okay. So I reminded him, I said, so it sounds like you remember mom's love language. And then he smiled. He said, yes. So that's what you did. He said, yes. So that's what I love to hear. It's because even through it all, whether a kid will get salty, go into his room, throw a fit, be angry because the car was taken or get grounded. But instead, my man wanted to rectify the situation and answer it with mom's love language which is active service so that right there alone makes all the difference in him believing that he was a good kid or a bad kid so i said landon you're not oh i just dropped the name there um you are not a bad kid do you see the difference now he says i do but it's wild because i was telling him how i grew up and my parents would just tell me don't do this, don't do that. I mean, and then I'd come to find out later. But the fact that his mom was so understanding and empathetic and literally said, I know it has something to do with his new group of friends. And it's because his new group of friends, most of them are single family household. And I know that they're not usually held liable for all their all their actions and i think that he's seeing that and maybe he's thinking he won't be also liable for his actions and she actually hit it right on the money so that's what i also told him i was like dude you're so lucky your mom is this understanding that she knows how to go about parenting you and also while at the same time fixing what she didn't learn to pass it on to you. So it's a win-win, I believe, all the way around. And like I said, he learned from it and he got better. But going forward, it's the communication, whether in adults or children, right? But the uncommunicated expectations will always tend to get us. 
But as far as, I mean, not to say that she had an uncommunicated expectation because the kid already knew not to sneak out. But as far as in our day-to-day lives, when we think about the friction we have with people, when we think about when things go south and they're not how they used to be, and you start thinking of where it actually started, when you find the knot, right? Most often than none, it comes from uncommunicated expectations. So going forward, my client now knows what the expectations are, definitely a lot more clearly. But as adults, it gets lost in us. We assume people know what we're talking about. We assume people know how we're feeling. We assume they're just supposed to get it. But one of the best things that I've learned here lately that I saw from this guy, he said, never attribute to malice when you can attribute it to incompetence. Meaning, people don't know any better. They're just in their own world. They're not trying to be malicious with it. They just don't know any better. They're just in their own world. For example, when you're driving, when you're talking on the phone, you don't, you're not realizing what's around you. You're in your own world. So don't attribute to malice what you can attribute to incompetence. So when I'm driving now and people cut me off or people are on their phones and they almost swerve into me, I'm less upset about it. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm not mad about it, but I'm less upset about it because I remind myself they're just incompetent and they're not trying to be malicious. They're just in their own world like I have been in the past and who knows what I did when I was in my own world. But things that we learn every day, man, are things that I learn from my own clients, whether they're teenagers or adults. But this is why I love working with teens the most is because I'm seeing things that could have gone better for me and I get to explain and I get to shed more light in this, in, in certain situations that helps them fully understand. I, I mean, they're well aware that I can't give them the experience without them actually experiencing for themselves, meaning that I couldn't tell them what will happen if he got caught sneaking out rather than actually dealing with it and being disciplined. But I just wanted to speak about that, man. Uncommunicated expectations and separating what you do from who you are. Because we're all humans. We're all capable of mistakes. But we tend to forget that we're also our harshest critic. So we need to go easy on ourselves. While also remembering that we tend to become the best judge for others and also learning to tone that down. It's a it's a balancing act, man. But thank you guys for always spending time with me. Raise your vibrations. If you're able to raise others' vibrations around you, and do so. That's what we're all here to do. Stay blessed. Love y'all.